and welcome back to the greatest song ever sung poorly. It's a karaoke podcast that is a direct <laughs> result of when boredom meets fandom. I am your incredibly enthusiastic karaoke host, Adam Wainwright. I am just here so I don't get fined, and I am Ed Kennard. Absolutely, Ed, and you know I would fine you if you didn't stick up for an appointment. But anyway, welcome back, everybody. Ed, it's so good to see your face. I know for a fact that you've been in Florida and you may have done some karaoke while you were in Florida. Yeah, I, I may have made some very bad choices, but again, I am fully vaccinated, and I will uh, I, I will take my chances. So um, I was in Florida for work uh, for about a week. I did karaoke for five nights straight, and it felt so good. It was like living in 2019 again. It was fantastic. Uh, Ed, so you did karaoke five nights straight. What was the thing you realize you miss most about this like was there anything in particular that like really grabbed you from being back at karaoke there was nothing in particular it was just being back at karaoke i felt like myself again for the first time in over a year and uh i wanted to die a little less we love to hear that you wanted to die a little less, Ed. We really do. What was your favorite part? Um, did you have, like, a favorite singer? Was there a favorite KJ? Like, what was your favorite part about being at karaoke in Florida? Um, there were a couple parts. Uh, there was a guy a few years ago who I watched do Born to be Alive, which my disco heads will know that is a, uh, you know, seminal disco track. Um, so this older guy who did that, he, he stood next to me, and I'm like, did you do born to be alive like a year or two ago here and he's like yes i'm like well you're my friend for tonight sit down we're sharing this table that was fantastic uh i was not the oldest guy in the bar that night which was also nice just seeing old friends from florida uh being somewhere where karaoke is still happening i mean it 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 really rejuvenated my soul i was i was so happy that's great, Ed. Like, I, I love to hear that, like, the rejuvenation of the soul. And it, it's something I think we're all crawling towards in every state of being. I think karaoke is about to come back in full force in a lot of places. And you got to go do something kind of exciting, too, didn't you, recently? I, I sure did, Ed. Uh, this past Saturday, I went to my first ball game, my first baseball game in a year and a half. It was the first time I was at a large gathering uh, i guess would be the way to look at it for the past year and a half sporting event concert anything like that uh it was my first trip i went to uh see the yankees play the white Sox at yankee stadium in the bronx and it was my first time there uh first time at yankee stadium or yeah my first time at yankee stadium it was my first time seeing the yankees play or the white Sox play at in yankee stadium first time really in the bronx in general uh who won the yankees won uh, I think the final score was seven nothing, but like most ball games, like especially with, okay. So my experience at Yankee Stadium was this. Uh, obviously, you know, you had a couple beers, had a couple drinks. The people I was with found champagne in Yankee Stadium, so they bought champagne, which was wild enough. Uh, the other thing is. Anytime that the Yankees did something well, I actively booed them. So I was trying not to get a beer thrown at me. And the Penguins, the Pittsburgh Penguins were playing in a playoff game at that day at, at 3 p.m. So intermittently, I tried to get Let's Go Pens chance started uh, in Yankee Stadium when the Penguins are playing the, the Islanders. How did that work out for you? It worked out so well for me. Nobody would join me, but God damn it, I did not stop from like trying to get those chants started. I also tried to find like I have a souvenir, like I try to pick up at every ballpark that I visit. I normally buy a ball cap. I was trying to think of something different that was tolerable that I could wear. Uh, I ended up collapsing and getting a ball cap, but I, I compromised by not getting the traditional Yankees ball cap. And I found one where it's like a pink Yankees ball cap for uh, like the support cancer. Uh, so I, I figured that was a little bit better than just a normal Yankees cap that I couldn't live with myself wearing yeah, as I mean, a Pirates fan. I, I, I guess it's better to be uh, pro-cancer than be pro-Yankees. So I, I'm more pro-defeating cancer, but I, I get your sentiment, Ed. <laughs> Although I, that's fair too. Okay, but <laughs> anyway, th- there is some things that I learned over the course of like attending Yankees games. I learned about standing for the judge is a thing. And well, of course they stand for the judge when he approaches the bench or the plate. And after he struck out, I would stand afterwards too. Cause I'm like, it's only fair if you're standing when he's approaching the bench, you have to stand when he's leaving the bench. So fair is fair. So I would do both. And Aaron judge struck out a lot, but I learned some things. I learned that, you know, Yankees fans are pretty tolerable. I didn't get harassed for wearing um, pirates gear. Uh, I-, I learned, you know, about the approaching the bench, 
I learned that Yankee Stadium from the outside looks like a government building, and I hate it. And PNC Park is the best ballpark in baseball. Um, but I learned a lot of things over the course of this, and you know, I did some of it by asking questions. I will co-sign that like the best uh, sitting in a ballpark experience that I've ever had has been in uh, in PNC Park. I mean, the view was fantastic. Uh, the team is not great, but like y'all really love them. So, I mean, props to you. Yeah, I'm not going to say the Pirates are a great ball team. I, I just think they had the best ballpark in America. And I, I wasn't a gigantic fan of Yankee <laughs> Stadium, but, you know, there's all these things I learned. And the way I learned it is, you know, some of the people I were with were Yankees fans. So I would ask them questions about why are people standing when Aaron Judge is coming up the bat? You know, why do the Yankees cheat throughout their history? Why do the Yankees have such an enormous payroll? Why do you think that you keep winning World Series when it's clearly your payroll? I asked all these questions that I learned something. So today, we're going to answer some of the questions that came in from you and hope to give you a better insight onto the world of karaoke, intro to karaoke, and some just general tips. So we really appreciate everybody that did submit questions. I think there's a particular shout out you want to throw out there, Eds. Any shout outs you want to throw out for people who submitted questions? Yes, I guess. Uh, my friend Kelly uh, added at least half of these questions. So thank you, Kelly. Uh, she did not uh, say she wanted to be named. So I'm just going to say, Kelly, thank you. Uh, not tag your Twitter, not tag anything. No, we don't like, have to tag. So I'm, much. Just, I'm just talking about yeah. throwing out this names. Like, I mean, I mean, there's exactly one person we, who we do have to call out because uh, he did it publicly. So uh, Ryan uh, will shout you out when your time comes. This is true. So today we're going to tackle some of your questions uh, and we're going to try to, well, what I think we're going to do is, Ed, you, you acquired some karaoke clips in your trip to Florida, right? Yeah, I did. And I sent those all to you. You can mix them together however you want. I mean, it really runs the gamut of like really good performances to... Uh... I'm just really happy you had the balls to get up there and do it. I think that basically sums up every episode of our podcast so far. Some of them are really good. Some <laughs> of them are like, oh, they just had the balls to get up there and do it. So what we're going to do is between every question, I'm going to try to weave in a karaoke clip of some kind. And what we're going to do is we're going to substitute that in for our karaoke segment this week. So our karaoke segment is going to be built into our questions. So we're going to ask a question, play you a clip of some karaoke and move on to question two. And much later, we're going to be joined by our wonderful, wonderful guest, Jess, who answered questions and gave us some perspective on being a brand newbie to karaoke you definitely want to stick around for that she was delightful to talk to and really gives some great insight for somebody who's just dipping their toe in karaoke for the very first time something that ed and i really don't remember because we're old and senile basically yes one million yeah. percent old and senile um so i'm gonna go ahead and get started here ed and i'm gonna ask you this question we can talk about it a little bit after that but one of the questions the first question that was submitted was uh, what qualities does an ideal karaoke song have so for my opinion on this uh it has to be something that people recognize um singing something that you're really good at singing does not make it a uh ideal karaoke song because uh there is a crowd element and you have to do something that people are going to respond to. And they're only going to respond to to things that they know, no matter how well you do it. Something somebody knows is better than something somebody doesn't know. Would you agree? To a certain extent? Yes, I can get along with that. I, I think that's an important thing is being able to recognize and, you know, maybe not if, even if not sing along something that you're, you're familiar with or something that can like, you know, form an earworm. Uh, I think there is value to being something somebody singing something very well i feel like i've been introduced to songs through karaoke which i appreciate by people getting up to the mic and just you know slaying whatever the song was and me wanting to know more about that song so i, I think there's value i think the biggest thing for me that uh, the qualities that an ideal karaoke song has a i think it needs to be a palatable like i'm sorry you sing a seven minute song you're gonna lose me you're going to lose me at like a five, six minute song. I think it needs to be a palatable length. I really do. I think it needs something that moves the night along. I'm not saying that it needs to be up tempo. It needs to be a party song. It needs to be a pop song. I think, you know, if a ballad fits in the tone of the night, if a sad song fits in the tone of the night, that's great. But it just needs to move the night along and fill in with the night. I, I don't want to hear, you know, some people like everybody singing like strawberry wine followed by in the wee small hours in the morning followed by Leonard Cohen. Then all of a sudden, some like sudden somebody does gold digger like that's out of place for me. So I, I think the quality of an ideal karaoke song is it moves the nights along. It's a palatable length of the two biggest things that I'm looking for. I, I don't care about the quality of the singer. And I don't necessarily think it needs to be something that everybody knows. But I, I understand what you're saying there. I, I, I really do. 
that goes into the uh, next question we got uh what would you say is the most important quality to consider when choosing a song i'm going to say that the most important quality is can i have fun with this will i enjoy being on stage with this maybe maybe different than fun but will i enjoy being on stage while doing this because i think your attitude when you're on stage regardless of what you're singing is the most important thing and i think that's what's infectious in a crowd I don't necessarily know if it's the song or what's being sung, but it's what you're doing when you're on stage. If you are singing a heartbreak song or a cheating song or something along those lines, if you're embracing it and you're embodying it, then that's infectious. You can feel that in an audience. You can feel that at the bar. Like, people take notice. So for me, like, I, I think the most important quality is... It, what am I getting out of this? Is this something that I'm going to embrace when I'm on stage? Am I going to have fun with it? I'm going to be involved with it. Am I going to be engaged? And if you're not engaged, then why the fuck are you singing it? Uh, quite honestly. And what do you think about this? Like, I, I think this could go a lot of different no. ways. And there's a lot of different opinions on this. No, I, I think what you said is uh, important and true. The most important thing to me, if I'm performing, is uh, do I connect with this? Am I going to have a good time doing it? Absolutely, without question. The only thing that I would add is can I do the song? Um, really? uh, again, I have That's a lip. What you I, would I, add. Hold on. Hold yeah. on. No, 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 no. No, I ha- no, I ha- no, no. Can I do the song? Yes. Uh, I have a limited range. So, uh, it depends on have I drank enough that night to realize that my range is limited or have I drank so much that I'm like, no, I can hit this. This is going to be great for everybody. And halfway through, I realize I'm no longer having fun. But no, I mean, the singer is the person who chooses the song. The singer is the person who has to like be in the song. So whatever you're comfortable with, like just fucking do it, whether people know it or not. Yeah, yeah. especially if you're just getting started. I can't stress this enough. I, I think we talk sometimes about like, party songs and wanting to keep the audience and reading a room and like all rules i think there are certain things that are meant to be broken if you're just getting started at karaoke fuck all of the rules that we're talking about pick something that you're going to enjoy singing who cares about the tempo of the night who cares what other people are thinking about it? who cares what anybody it pictures the song that you look at and say that this is the song that i want to sing i'm going to enjoy who gives a shit sing picture Pick a better song than picture. But if it really comes down to it, like there's nothing else, listen to more music and then sing picture. Adam, if we ever do a live episode, uh, you and I are singing picture together. Just because how much we hate it, it'll be fun. Oh, clearly. I- I'm looking forward to that tremendously. Like, oh, and I, I-, I really want to get enough of a following that somebody's going to pay us to do a live, ep- like a live episode just because we are totally doing karaoke that entire fucking night. It's just going to be a karaoke party where we bullshit in the middle about something. Yeah. So, like, I just want to get to the point where we have uh, that kind of listenership. I think there's an important question that needs to be addressed. Go for it. Okay. So, Ed, mm-hmm. my favorite Beatles song is While My Guitar Gently Weeps. If I'm singing this at karaoke, should I make my guitar weep? My air guitar weep while I'm singing? Do you think that's out of place? Like, do you, So, what are your feelings about air guitaring during a song? 
Okay, so I absolutely love air guitar at karaoke. Uh, I don't do it. You know why? I am entirely too self-conscious to uh, attempt to make those uh, motions. I, uh, my pandemic activity was I was going to learn guitar. I bought a guitar. I started to like take lessons and I'm like, oh no, I, I can't do this. This, this is not me. And that extends to air guitar. I cannot uh, do air guitar without feeling like an entire fucking tool. Um, but if you can air guitar, if you have the stage presence to do it, yeah, absolutely. Rock the air guitar. I, it's not me. I, I could maybe air bagpipe, air accordion. I, 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 I do not have it in me to do air guitar. What about you, Adam? I would say yes, and this it, it, it like expands to any instrument that you want to play on stage. I touched on it a little bit, but if you want to rock out some fucking drums on stage, you're playing some Foo Fighters and you're really feeling it, you're like, I want to bring in like my outer div roll and just bang on some shit, like do it. But we can't stress this enough that karaoke in, in at its very heart for I think both of us is just fun. It, it's enjoying yourself. It's releasing. It's it, it's just about embracing the moment and having it. So if the moment brings you to playing some fucking air guitar, do it. Jam out. Get up there and like play air guitar like nobody is watching. Make it your own live rock band where you're the rock star and like all eyes are on you. Like just do it. I, I have nothing against it because most of the time if somebody's busting out a rock star, that is somebody that is 100% engaged in the moment and there to party and that's somebody I want sitting at my table. For sure, 100% Ed. Air guitar, fully approved. Absolutely. As soon as So here is a very real question we got, and I know you and I have both been in this position. Uh, most of my friends don't want to do karaoke with me because they say they can't sing well. Even when I tell them that it doesn't matter and it's not about sounding good, how can I get them to understand and embrace the spirit of karaoke and join me? I, I think there's a fine line here, and I think this is where you and I are going to differ just a little bit, Ed, because I know, I know your approach to this question. You know, the biggest thing that I would say is that do it and embrace it. Put yourself in a position. If you're if you're comfortable with karaoke and you're comfortable with fun and you want people to engage, put yourself in a position where you're having fun and sound really bad. Like 100%. Put yourself in a position where, you know, you get up there and you have like that bass baritone range that I have and try to sing My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion and just just engage with it and commit to it 100%. Sing Cotton Eye Joe. Sing some real dumb shit or some shit that's way out of your range. So no matter what they do when they step up there, they're going to sound great compared to singing next to you. And I think that's what you can do is just show them that this is fun no matter how you sound. But don't like I think where Ed and I differ, we may be close on this, is that I, I, I'm not a big pressure person. I'm going to try to do it through acting and I'm not going to pressure you. I'm going to tell you like, you know, I, I'd encourage people to sing. I'm like, no, you can join it. It doesn't matter. And I'm going to try to act, but I'm not going to put too much pressure on it. Ed. I want you to break down your philosophy on this, and I know it's probably different than mine, so hit everybody what you think about this question in particular, because I think there is a fine line. Actually, I don't think ours is that different. Usually, I am the worst uh, singer when it comes to doing stuff like this, because I, I will sing anything. I don't, I don't care if it's good or bad. It doesn't matter to me. But uh, I also am a karaoke bully who will try to get people up there. And the reason is this. I promise you that if you were at a karaoke night where there is an actual audience, it's a uh, Western karaoke bar type of place, meaning it's not a private room. You don't know everyone there. Uh, there will be a worse singer than you. I can promise you this. 100%. Uh, it might be me, but it also might be somebody else. I am an okay singer. Is that that's the compliment I'll give myself. I'm an okay singer. I can do some things really well, and they're very few and they're very narrow. I cannot think 
of a night in the past 15 years of doing karaoke, maybe, I don't know, decade and a half, where I was the worst singer of the night. Second worst? Yeah, pretty often. But the worst? That um, three nights, maybe, out of the last 15 years was I the absolute worst. There will always be somebody worse than you. And the funny thing is, that person won't realize they're not singing as well as you are. You're going to be a bigger critic on yourself than uh, the crowd will be. A lot of people will just clap because you got up there and you did it. So, 100%. I, I agree with you. And I think that's a really great insight. Like just letting people know they're not going to be the worst singer up there. And you're always going to be harder on yourself than anybody else is going to be. I think I can remember maybe once where objectively I may have been the worst singer over the course of the night. And that was like a karaoke competition years, years, years ago. It was like the next round of a karaoke competition that I was in uh, at Boomerangs, if you remember that at all, Ed. Oh, I, I have pictures of that night too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know So that. objectively, but that was a karaoke competition. And like all the bars you're walking to, it's not a competition normally. Although Ed and I are still jockeying to when they bring back the, um, what was it, the hip hop karaoke in New York's in Manhattan, Ed? Do you know what I'm talking about? We, we yeah. talked about this. Yeah. The, how they have the hip hop karaoke competition in Manhattan that I'm still looking forward to trying to get Ed and I up there one of the, like one of these days when they bring that back. And we might be able to wear singers that night, but God damn it, we'll be committed. That's for sure. And we, we will have a lot of fun. So, oh, I, hell yeah. I, I look forward to it. And that's what it all That's what it's all about. It's all about like having fun. And that's what I would just encourage is just trying to show the fun side of karaoke. They're not going to be the worst singer. And that's all you can do is remind them. It, but the thing is, they're just never going to know until they're, they're pulled up there. So sometimes the best entryway is through a group song where you're all doing something silly like, you know, bye, bye, bye or something yeah. like that. Yeah. is strangely truthful but i'm 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 at best an okay singer what kind of things can i do to make my karaoke performance better uh, do you have any i want to know ed cunard's personal tips and tricks for improving your karaoke performance go i'm going to expect three at least three and i'm going to number them for you so ready ed number one tips and trick for being a better karaoke performer number one go Okay. Do you actually know what my tricks are going to be, or uh, are I, you I like? Are you looking for three specific things? Because I think I'll, I'm going to hit. No, them. no, I'm not. I'm just going to give you a number, and I'm going to expect right. you to fulfill this number. So oh, yeah, no, no, I is, can, yeah, absolutely. Let me, let me let me get clean audio on this real quick, just in case we ever need to market it later. Um, good evening. Hello. You're about to hear Ed Cunard's top three tricks for being a better karaoke performer, brought to you by the man himself. Are you ready? Oh, I know I am. So here you are. Number one, Ed, go. Number one, eye contact. It actually doesn't matter how well you sing as long as you connect with the audience. And eye contact is a crucial part of that. Oh. If you look right in someone's eyes and sing at them, that is a moment they will uh, remember. Whether you sing well or whether you sing terribly, they're going to remember it. You have made that connection. Eye contact is what it's all about, baby. You hear that? Mm -hmm. Here's tip number two straight from Ed Cunard himself. If you are genuinely worried that you can't sing, play to your strengths. So, in my experience, my strengths are uh, a couple. I do not hit notes uh, really well all the time. I have a very good sense of rhythm, and I have a very prodigious memory so you combine those two things and i will cold rock it's the end of the world 
as we know it by rem or uh we didn't start the fire by billy joel uh i may not have ever hit the actual notes in those songs uh but have i won bar bets and uh at least place second in karaoke competitions doing those? Yes, absolutely. It's not always about how well you sing. It's about knowing where your strengths are and playing to them. Oh, yeah. He may not have started the fire at the bar, but he's starting a fire somewhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He is tip number three. Tip number three is uh, commit to it. And what I mean by that is... Uh, a lot of people are commitment phobic. Uh, I, I know I am. But when you're in that moment, you give it your all. Whether you're all as good or whether you're all as bad. People will remember if you uh, crash and fail epically. And they'll remember if you succeed despite yourself. Give in to the moment. Be in that karaoke moment. Whether you're good or bad, irrelevant. It will be memorable. Oh, yeah. We know that was all good, baby, and memorable. Thank you, Egg Kunad, for bringing you your top three tips for being a better performer at karaoke. What about you, Adam? I I, I am sure you have some tips that I have not uh, thought about. Oh, man. Does this mean I need to stop doing the smooth, smooth, smooth countdown voice? Uh, yeah, it does. And I think I might have to do that uh, in... Uh, in response so are you ready uh yeah sure I, i've transitioned out of there the smooth smooth voice has left me like that that person is dead to me now like it's a dead part of me so that's just fantastic are you ready adam yeah sure so here we have adam wainwright's yeah. first tip for karaoke dominance Read the crowd and play, baby. That's what you need to do. You just need to play when you're up there. Like if you're, when you're going out there to perform, even if you're an okay singer, it doesn't matter. If you're up there and you're playing to the crowd, if you're, you know, singing, let my clear, like, let me clear my throat and you're having them do the, the, <coughs> you know, they're clearing their throat with you, then it doesn't matter. Everybody's died. Like if you're dancing along to bye, 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 people are going to dance along to bye, bye, bye. They're, you're, the quality of your singing doesn't matter. Just get up there, commit and play, play with the crowd. I would say play with yourself, but I understand how that sounds even in my ears right now. So I'll just say, play with the crowd, have fun with it. That's the top trick right there. And here is Adam's second trick to guarantee that you are a karaoke rock star. My second trip was stop listening to yourself so much and stop being so critical. It's where nobody's a perfect singer at karaoke. Even people that think they're great singers most of the time aren't great singers, honestly. They're, they're good. There's plenty of good singers out there that I've heard at karaoke, but none of them really cross that threshold of being great. Out of the hundreds of karaoke nights that I've been to over the course of my lifetime, there are maybe like... I can count on my my hand my my hand maybe four really really just great singers and whatever they touched is was just magical over the course of that evening and they're running you even some of the best singers that I think we've associated and got to know aren't as great as they think they are as a general rule so don't be so critical of yourself get up there and commit to it you know stop listening to it stop being as saying i didn't sound great because guess what you did you were like if you enjoyed it the people around you enjoyed it too it's the atmosphere of the night you contributed to the success of that night so don't be so critical on yourself and your singing abilities just get up there and have fun and finally adam wainwright's last tip for karaoke superstardom do something they're not expecting if you really want to stand out, and I think we're getting into it, and those first two are general tips, but if you want to be a pro, and this is the pro tip right now, coming straight to you from the, a karaoke pro, do something you're not expecting. The best example of this is just Ed and I both have these things that we do. With Bust a Move, you give me a wireless mic, good fucking luck. I'm going to be everywhere. I'm going to be sitting down next to strangers at the bar and rapping directly to them. Your best friend, Harry, has a brother, Larry, okay? That's, I'm telling that story to them. I'm going to sit down right next to the bar and either make them feel extremely comfortable or uncomfortable, depending on who the person is, but goddamn, it's going to happen. And I will walk away from a screen and sit in front of the screen and sip beers while singing Rapper's Delight. I took a piss once while singing, like... Uh, while singing, it's tricky. Hit them with something they're not going to expect. 
whether it's a group or a voice, like an impression that you're going to do, just do something that out of the ordinary to shake up the night. So if you want to be a memorable performer at karaoke, you've heard it here first. I don't know what it is. Be creative about it, but just do something different. Another question we had is, have you ever had something go terribly wrong while performing a song? What was it and how did you overcome? Thank you, Ryan Hubbard, for uh, sharing that with us. You're the only person who did it publicly, so we will name you by like full name. Yeah, Ryan Hubbard. He lives at... No, <laughs> we're not gonna, we won't go that far. Ryan, thanks for asking the question. I appreciate you reaching out. Um, oh, man, something terribly wrong. I've had... Uh, fist fights break out while I was singing karaoke before and I've had uh almost fist fights break out I, I Ryan you actually know exactly the story I think I'm gonna tell is I was in the Outer Banks once singing at like I was at like a Pirate's Cove or something like that I can't remember the exact name but it was a karaoke night there I didn't know anybody there but I became friends with the karaoke DJ earlier I sang you know you said make your mark so I did bust a move like by young mc is one of the songs i'll use to make my mark when i'm in a place that you know is new to me i did that earlier so all of a sudden i became like the rap guy over the course so, so for when white people can't rap they bring up me is what happens you know because yeah so i ended up being uh, brought into a bachelor party that night and it turned into just the most or not a bachelor party, a wedding party that night. It turned into just this most awkward situation for me because over the course of the night, like this wedding party got progressively and progressively drunk and they pulled me on stage to like sing like Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre with them. And then all of a sudden there was a fight that the best man almost got on while we were singing. So it turned into me like stopping what I was doing to pull this dude that I barely knew outside the bar and saying, hey, you don't want to fight people and fuck this up for the karaoke jockey and everybody inside. Calm the fuck down. What's wrong with you in a very nice way? And I, I was like, became friends with this wedding party and had to stop what I was doing, singing in the middle of it to pull this dude outside so he wouldn't drunkenly punch somebody and like, he started fighting with the KJ, which just wasn't cool. So I tried to play like the like the moderator over the course of the evening. And it just turned into, it was an entire shit show. Drunk people are stupid is what I'm getting at. Ed, Ed you have to have a great story here. I mean, you have to have a great story about this. So hit us with it. Uh, so, so mine is uh, hip hop related as well. Um, so I was traveling for work. It was one of my uh, first trips to the Gulf Coast of Florida. Um, and I'm like, okay, this this crowd is really lit. I'm, I'm having good time. I'm going to do DJ Cool. Let me clear my throat. It was a great crowd for it. Correct choice. In the middle of doing that song, the screen froze and gave up. Like, it just gave up. Like, there was static on the screen. And the, the host is like, do you want me to, like, find a different version? I'm like, no, I got this. So, uh... If you're in a situation where the screen uh, fucks up real bad, if you really know that song, people will automatically be on your side if you keep going and uh, make it through. One time it amped it up better than that, where I was in a bar in Orlando on a different work trip, and uh, somehow my uh, Shaggy got mashed up with Michael Bublé. Like, both songs were playing at the same time, and I'm like, no, no, I'm I, I'm good. I'll, I'll figure it out. And I did... Both songs at the same time, not well, but well enough that like people, I I, I just put my wallet away for the rest of the night. And everybody, oh, this right. is Woodford. This is Ed's dog. <laughs> You're meeting him right now. He's very excited because Ed's telling a great story. That's what happened. He loves stories. But no, I mean I uh, I I did an inadvertent mashup uh, at that bar, and uh, I I put my wallet away for the rest of the night. That was fun. I would have paid to hear that. Like honestly. And the, and the funny thing was, like, they did not go well together. It was Michael Bublé's cover of Nina Simone's I'm Feeling Good and Shaggy's Angel. So not only was I doing two different voices, I was doing three different voices. I'm like, eh, fuck it, I'll make it work. And there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that you did it. <laughs> 
that I really want to sing. Hold on, Adam, I'm sorry. Let's, no, it's let's... all right. Should I direct this? I'm going to direct this question to Woodford. Woodford, Ed, move. Move from the screen so I can see Woodford. Woodford. <laughs> there's a song I really want to sing, Woodford, but it's so far out of my range that I don't know if I should. Um. Well, should I sing it anyway? Um. Will it be okay? You absolutely should sing it. No question. Um, so again, I am not a musical theory guy. I, I don't know shit about shit when it comes to singing. Um, the only way I've been able to uh, learn some shit is um, so like, let's try to be inclusive here. Whether you were assigned male at birth, whether you were assigned female at birth, whatever your, 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 your vocal range is, find a song that's outside of it. And here's why I will say that. Uh, you get me drunk in a bar and I think I can do Al Green. I cannot do Al Green. I don't even try to do Al Green when I'm driving around in my car. I put it into my own range. But drunk at the bar, I'm like, oh, no, I can hit that. No, no, I fucking can't. You know what I can do? I can sing Nora Jones. I don't try to sing like Nora Jones. I can put Nora Jones or Diana Krall or Dinah Washington. I can do that in my range. So if you're assigned male at birth, give a lady song a try. If you're assigned female at birth, give a dude song a try. I mean, you will not try to uh, do something that's really out of your range and try to hit those notes. And you might actually do something like surprisingly awesome. You'll be, you'll shock even yourself. What about you, Adam? I was going to say, Ed, I, I'm 100% on board with this. Is that like, we don't have to get into gender normative like stereotypes at all because like, fuck that all. Like good music's good music and your voice is your voice and use your voice where it fits. Um, for me, I, I found that like some female songs are, are wildly, wildly great for me if I were like adjust them for my vocal range uh ed has heard me sung sing and he can attest to um someone like you from adele i i can flip on its head and fit it to my vocal range and and it works really really well uh for me so you should yeah you, you like who cares if it's so far out of your range explore try something in the space like like i said you're not going to be the we talked about this you're not going to be the worst singer at that bar no, how, no matter how far you think that song is out of your vocal range, you're not going to be the worst singer at that bar. It's probably not going to be the worst thing that happens that night because there's going to be some drunk asshole over the course of the night that's going to sing picture. And that's going to be the worst thing that you hear over the course of the evening, <laughs> guaranteed 100% of the time. And you know what? I actually want you to start sending us emails and tweeting every time you hear picture sung at a bar. And if it's good, let us know. We will travel to where you are and buy you a drink. But you better bring proof. And I'm saying that I'm 100% Ed's laughing. I'm 100% sincere. If you can provide proof of a good version of picture being sung at a random karaoke night somewhere in like the, we'll say the continental United States, Ed and I will travel to you to buy you a drink. Guaranteed. Ed, how do you feel about that? Do you think that's a fair thing? I'm going to say that. I'm going to put my fucking money where my mouth is there. All right, put your money, not mine. I have heard pictures sung well. No, you haven't. Shut yes, the fuck up. Yes, I have. No, you haven't. Oh, no, I no, have. No, you haven't. I have. You're full um, of shit. But You've heard one is, half of pictures sung well. You haven't heard the entire thing. Oh, that's a good point. You might be right. Yeah, I know I'm right. Yeah. My thing is, it doesn't People matter. People can sing the Cheryl Crow part. You can't get a redneck to sing the fucking Kid Rock part, right? Actually, I think my way was the other way. I think I had that's a good fair rock. That's fair, too. And a, but my thing is, 
even if both people singing it are fucking fantastic singers, I would rather rip my own scrotum off than hear somebody else do that at karaoke. I stick by the challenge. I'm just going to use that as the baseline for I like mean, you not being the worst singer at the bar. It's like if you if you can hear somebody put together a perfect picture, picture and chances are that song's so bad that they're doing it poorly that they're going to be the worst thing that you're going to hear all night. And you, I, I guess I'm going to co-sign Adam. Uh, yeah, if you if you if you have that, we need have, video evidence have, that you're going to submit to sungpoorly at gmail.com or tweet us at sungpoorly. If you can provide video evidence of somebody's singing picture in a palatable way, both sides of it. We will travel to you and buy you a drink. And yep. you know what? All I'm, as you know, you said, I'm going to put my money where your mouth is not yours. Um, You realize I'm just doing no. this so we can travel, do some karaoke yeah. and drink, I mean, right? I, you, like, that's all it what? really comes down to. Yeah, yeah, you know what? My money's in there, too. Uh, I would just like to travel somewhere and do karaoke with you regardless. So, yes, video evidence of both people being good at picture, which I, I don't believe is possible. No. It was a terrible fucking song. Um, yeah, no, we'll show up. We'll make it happen. And you drink on our tab all night. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm in. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, we're in. So the challenge is out there. And this all ties back to that final question is that, like I said, just just sing it. You're not going to be the worst yep. thing at the bar. But lower 48 because I do not like flying over oceans. We can agree to that, too. It's too expensive to go to Alaska and Hawaii. Anyway. Woodford agrees it's too expensive. If Woodford has our back, then you're goddamn right that it's right. Ed, that was all the questions we have. Do you have any additional questions or things that you think are relevant? Actually, no, I don't. Um, I'm just happy we got questions. I mean, that was fun. It was, and this is something we may be able to come back and revisit later um, because there, there's a ton of things that go in. Like, we understand that karaoke seems like a simple thing, and I think I, I hope what we've kind of demonstrated over the course of at least the first six episodes, and we'll continue to demonstrate, is that karaoke is a big thing. There's a lot of things that go into it from a personal and professional standpoint. So, there's a lot of things, questions that may come up. Don't be shy to ask us, too. We'll, we'll work random questions into uh, uh, the podcast over the course of different weeks, you know, as the topics come up and it fits. And we might revisit this at some point. But we sincerely, anybody who engaged with us, anybody who submitted questions via Twitter or the email, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being part of this process with us. So with that all being said, let's cue the guitar riff and move into our interview. Karaoke comes and goes out of people's lives. Some abandon it after a while, and some are just getting started. Our guests this week just began their karaoke journey, and then the pandemic hit. But we're here to welcome her back to the wonderful world of singing in bars as that starts becoming a thing again. Welcome to the show, Jess. Jess, how are you? Thank you so much for doing this. I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Our pleasure. It's so exciting to talk to somebody who's at the beginning of this journey because Ed and I have come so far and like the way it was interrupted for you really wasn't fair. So it's going to be really interesting talking to you about your journey so far and what you look forward to in the future. I envy where you are because I Aww. only vaguely remember that place. Jess, so you started this kind of journey at the beginning of the pandemic. You were introduced to karaoke. Um, what drew you to karaoke? What made you uh, decide, you know, now's the time in my life that I'm going to go and do some karaoke? Um, actually, uh, it was, uh, a couple friends, um, a couple newer friends, um, I've kind of started my life over fairly recently, a few years ago. So, um, I was on a trivia team and, uh, a winning trivia team, mind you, um, <laughs> right when the pandemic started, we were just about to go to the tournament for the third time. A couple of them were really into karaoke and they, uh, planned a couple karaoke nights. So I was like, oh, all right. Sure, I'll do it. And I had never done it before, but uh, it was something that, um, not like I was like, oh no, no karaoke ever, but I just, I don't know, I just hadn't had the opportunity to, uh, and I didn't really seek it out. It was just something I never really thought of. Now, so most of your karaoke was done in a uh, private room setting, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. What made that an ideal entry point for you? Oh, easy, yeah, because I have stage fright. So, <laughs> so yeah, once I found out it was a private room, I was like, okay, let's do this. I, I know you guys and bring a couple friends I've never known. That's fine, whatever. But if it were just like, you know, in an open bar and like that's the, you know, central focus point of attention for everybody in the bar. Yeah, no, other than like hard pass. See you later. 
do you think now that you've done private room karaoke that you would be like you're ready to step onto a stage in a bar do you think it's like acts as a transition for you and it's helped with your stage fright or do you think it might have had the opposite effect maybe um like i you know my karaoke experience is so um you know it's so small that you know i can't really tell yet but i do (laughs) i do have an impending um stage show once my um improv program is over because things are opening back up and they're they're gonna open uh, i believe the source theater so and i had no intention of going on stage and my instructor was like oh you're doing it so i, I gotta do it at least once so i think with that uh i imagine that experience will happen before i have any experience to be in a public um non-private room karaoke bar so um Depending on the, how that goes, I might just say, hey, screw it. Yeah, let's do the karaoke too, maybe. And also it all depends on the song too. Cause you know, some songs you have more confidence in than others. I, I think I'm a really, <laughs> I think I'm a much better low volume singer. And then once the volume gets higher, I'm like, Ooh. and then you hear that voice start to falter and stuff. <laughs> I mean, I'm for, I'm fortunate in that uh, I have been described as uh, having the confidence of a mediocre mediocre white man who was bit by a radioactive mediocre white man. So I'm just like, yeah, no, I'll do this, and and Adam will test. It it doesn't always end well. Do you remember what the first song that you sang was? Like what what it was at that private room? Do you remember what you did? If I already guess it's probably the song that they remember me by. <laughs> Yeah, for some, they're like, oh, you're so good at karaoke. Like, what do you mean? I've only done it a couple times. Um, it was probably Careless Whisper by Wham, because I love it so much, because I love George Michael with all my heart. What, what, was, it, what was it like that first time? Um, so for Careless Whisper was your first time. What did, what did you remember feeling like as you stepped up to the mic since you had never, you had never done oh. it before and this is your introduction? What was that feeling? Super nervous, as I am. Uh, but then, like, when you're singing it, you're like, man, I love this song so damn much. And then you just keep singing, you get a little louder. And then when you see your friends' faces, like, you know, they're like, they're into it. They're a little surprised that you're, you're good. Like, I don't know. You, I don't know, you know, your confidence starts to grow a little bit. And, um, and then you're really having fun and you're kind of less nervous. And, um, and then, yeah, you just kind of want to do more. With that song choice, did you perform any air saxophone? I'm just curious. <laughs> um, no, I didn't. But I definitely need to last time. In fact, I'm pretty sure I've done that song each time I've done karaoke because I love it so much. So, I mean, that's that's what they know. Be like, oh, you're going to do George Michael, right? Yes, of course I am. <laughs> No, that's, that's fantastic. And it's always like, I think it's one of those great things when you're with a group of people, whether it be private room or in a bar, and then you step up to the mic and you see the look on people's faces when you start singing. I think that's a that's a great reaction. Like, I think Ed and I both got that where we stepped in, did certain songs, and we watched people's faces in the bar just like drop or their eyes light up or one of those two because either they're so shocked either how bad we are or just so shocked how good we are and it's never in between it's always one of those two uh so that's that's a pretty fantastic um feeling did anything surprise you about the first time you stepped up on the mic like you know you, you knew you were going to be nervous i think you knew you were going to settle on the song because you loved it so much was there was there anything surprising about just the experience the um like, i mean i, I I touched on it a moment ago, but what's surprising is, um, you know, like I'm not a, I'm not a shower singer. I'm not someone that's going to belt at the top of my lungs in the shower. I just do that. Um, but I'm a low singer all the time at home. So in karaoke, like you're, you know, you're there with the mic and you want to be, sometimes you're singing and you realize, hmm, I'm kind of low and I should go louder. And it's a lot harder to sing as well louder. So yeah, that's uh that was a that was an interesting thing that I, I just didn't expect that to be more difficult. So yeah, it, and I feel like my <laughs> my singing quality is totally different at the different ends of the volume. Now, if this if this makes you feel any better, when you when you start going to bar karaoke, if you have a good host and you're a quiet singer, they're going to adjust the levels to match yeah. where you are. Wow, I've never been to karaoke with a host. Yeah, so, I, don't so know. I mean, I, I mean, I've been to places where like I can be a louder singer. I definitely also sing better if I'm quieter. 
I mean, I've had things where I've had to literally hold the mic at arm's length so it didn't sound horrible. And then there's been times <laughs> where I basically where I basically filleted the entire mic and had it halfway down my throat <laughs> to just be heard. So yeah, I think we both had that experience, and that that does make all the difference in the entire world. So you didn't practice at all right before you went to your first private room. You didn't like search no. on YouTube and find instrumentals or something like that. No. You just you just gripped it and oh. ripped it. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Nothing but respect. I was, I was like, well, because I mean, well, one, I never thought to prepare for karaoke. <laughs> it just wasn't a thought. Um, two, how would I prepare for karaoke? Like, I mean, I mean, I, you know, I'm logical. Yeah, I guess I could do that. Look up some songs you like and go sing them when you're by yourself and all. That's no fun. So. Yeah, I, I will just, say it's a legitimate thing in, in like if you look into the Western world because I spent some time in Japan that preparing for karaoke is an actual thing. Um, where, uh, I mean, I'm sure it yeah. is. Yeah, businessmen will get their own private karaoke room for two hours just so they can sit. They have a meeting for that they're going to meet for karaoke later with other people. They will get their own private karaoke room so they can practice songs. So when they're meeting in the meeting with people later, they sound good on those songs. So they're actually preparing for karaoke. So that's why I was just curious. That's smart because there's a couple. <laughs> I certainly recall like a couple times I'm singing a song and then realize, ooh, what was that song? I can't remember. It was probably something, maybe a Whitney Houston song, maybe. And I I mean, of course, it's going to be difficult. It might not even been one of those songs, but something, one of those songs where you need, you know, the the voice is really carrying most of it, you know. Not all songs seem to be like that. Some, you know, the tempo or the melody is kind of a little larger. But yeah, there's some songs where, you know, you need a really good singer carry or you know it it, it it sounds like shit or crap sorry um we uh, are we are a mature rated podcast okay, right. yeah okay. yeah there's some songs that you gotta sing them loud otherwise they're just not they're not hitting the mark in any kind of way so the fun, the fun part will be when you first uh, do a song that you're like, yes, I know the song. This is a great song. And then you realize that there's a part where there is no musical fill. And the first time <laughs> that happens, that's the last time I remember being genuinely like uncomfortable and scared at karaoke. I'm like, oh, it's with uh, just my like- voice now. Oh, no. I think it's time to take this interview to the next level and play some hit me with your best shot. Jess. You've been wonderful. It's been so nice talking to you. This has been such a great, great, lovely interview. And now we're going to put you completely through the ringer. We're going to ask you 10 (laughs) questions. Rapid fire about karaoke. I just think the first thing that pops into your head. Don't think about it. Just go. At the very, very end of it, you're going to have a chance to hit us. There it is. Clear the head. That's what I like. Okay. At the very end, you're going to have a chance to hit us with your best shot. Okay. Hit us back and fire away. So fire away at the very end. You're going to ask us a one question, karaoke related, personal, doesn't matter. We prefer it to be karaoke related. but After it's not. the rapid fire of 10 questions, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Any question you like, we solemnly swear that we will answer honestly. So Jess, are you ready for us to hit you with our best shot? I think so. Excellent. What is <laughs> the best thing you have seen at karaoke? Best thing I've seen at karaoke was um, I, I I gotta say like a um, yeah the in, the in, the perfectly impromptu harmonization like that's uh, that's uh, that's the best loved it so much. Okay, what's the worst thing you've seen at karaoke? Um, the, uh, the worst thing, and I'm speaking of private rooms here, so. Um, the worst thing was probably. Uh, a friend, well, a friend of a friend of a friend uh, doing karaoke where she was really able to, you know, do that boom and like make her voice like really, really loud, but it, the keys seemed off. So I was jealous, of, not jealous, but I was like, wow, she's really able to boom that, that, that volume, which is great. But yeah, it, but it was, yeah. No, we we completely know what you're saying and completely understand. Um, what is the one song you would love to do at karaoke that you just haven't been able to find yet? Oh God, there's many, but I've been keeping a running like short list. Um, okay, it's probably copyright issues, I guess. But Dennis Edwards and Cedar Garrett, "Don't Look Any Further," I love that song so much. 
Yeah. And I, yeah, I think even on Spotify, the only way you can listen to it is because it's on some type of compilation uh, album of some sort. So let's say that you're in a brand new place while traveling and you only have the chance to sing one song. What song do you pick to make your mark? What is Jess's song? It's, it's, it's gotta be Careless Whisper. It's, I mean, I love it so much. It was the first song I believe that I ever did. And like, even the even my my tiny little cohort that I've been doing karaoke with, they they know it. They're like, you're gonna do George Michael, right? And of course I will. And that's the most common one to find. And I also love it so much. So yeah, that's that's probably it. That is absolutely beautiful, and I love it so much. So you haven't done a ton of karaoke yet, but if you could magically strike one song from every karaoke playlist forever, which song would you choose? I think there are many, but. The first one that I can think of is probably, um, it's probably My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. Like, I'm just like, uh, come on. Like, it's just not, <laughs> it's not fun. There's never going to be a Celine Dion hanging out in the bar, like, of that level. To dis- so it's just, it's just leave it alone. But people don't like to leave it alone. They like it. Uh, what do you think the best genre of music for karaoke is? I don't know. It's probably my personal bias, but I think R&B. Um, I really, I like it a lot, but I also think it's, it's, um, it's cool because, you know, R&B, people are singing. They're not talking or yelling or shrieking or, I don't know, bad pop singing. I don't want to say bad pop singing, but... You guys, I think you guys know what I mean. You'll get no argument from Ed and I, that's for sure. Uh, what's the song that instantly kills the party? Personally, I would say my heart goes on. My heart will go on. But um, I was just... Uh, I'm on Clubhouse a lot, and sometimes I'm in karaoke rooms. I mean, I'm in a lot of improv rooms and karaoke rooms that haven't really sung anything, but this just happened the last time I was in a karaoke room. Um this took me totally by surprise and everybody else the uh they went to this one person and she decided to sing some type of death metal song i you know it's uh, i can't use probably wasn't cannibal corpse or something there's like a you know some classic death metal uh, i don't even think i recognized it but i was probably the only one in the room that recognized the freaking genre but man man if, if there were if 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 Clubhouse was a real place and there were crickets, that is all you would hear. And I, at first I thought it was a joke. No, she was dead <laughs> serious. And, I, and, 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 then, and then she stopped. And, you know, people didn't really know how to react. And I thought she was done. She was She picked it up again and finished the song. And I was just like, Wow, dude. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's got to be it. That's a party killer. <laughs> I mean, you, you know your audience, you know, read the room. But <laughs> what is the ideal length for a karaoke song? Ideal length is a, you know, let's say a classic song length of, you know, I feel like songs are kind of getting shorter nowadays. Um, maybe maybe because we don't have that many quality songs that come out all the time. That's my little bias there. But three and a half, four minutes, maybe. You know, it's, uh, if it goes longer than that, it better be a damn good song that everybody loves and you sound real good at because otherwise... It was going to start to drag, it, you know, even shorter than hey, three minutes, even maybe less than that. Sure. Um, but again, though, if it is a great song and you're sounding pretty good, it sucks if it's too short. So I'd say three to four minutes, maybe maybe three ish, three and change. Okay, three and change is great. Yeah, it's tough to find the balance between yelling, screaming into a microphone during some death metal song and really grooving <laughs> to a really good R&B song. I understand. So uh, if uh, death metal is killing the party, what got the party going? What's the biggest crowd pleaser? Everybody likes Return of the Mac, and I think it's pretty easy to sing. Um, I haven't done it. I need to. Um, but, uh, you know, those, I would say those standard, those standard party tracks I have a, uh, one of my lists on my phone is songs for karaoke. So when I think of them, like I'll go, yeah, that's right here. So, um, 
And I do have it's uh, you know that song um, "More Than Words" yes. by Extreme. Yes. Yeah, I think that's 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 one that I think a lot of people would like. Even if even if they don't remember that song from their you know teenage years, childhood, whatever, um, it's you know it's kind of pleasant, especially if you know someone's not butchering it. So and we and we are all dating ourselves here by that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what would you prefer? A big crowd with a long rotation where a whole lot of people are singing and you got to wait your turn or like a no crowd bars kind of empty short rotation. You can sing as much as you want. I can see the benefits of both. I've certainly um, experienced the latter, uh, you know, in a private room, it'll, it'll kind of be like that. Yeah. You know, once you start feeling it and feeling yourself, then you're like, Hey, you know, but there is something to be said about the larger crowd because there's always a surprise in there. Excellent. Jess, that was great. That was it. That was that was it. Was, it was that easy. So you got through it great. Cool. Um, now is your chance to fire away. Go ahead and ask Ed and I any one question, karaoke related or not, and we solemnly swear we'll answer you completely honestly. This question probably sounds really general, but I'm actually curious. What was the hardest song you've ever sang in karaoke? Do you mean hardest song successfully, or just hardest song in general? Like a song that we think we sounded good on or just a song that we realized was very, very difficult while we were singing it? Let's go harder in general. Oh, man. Um, I think I've talked about it a little bit before, uh, but I'm just going to be very general, too. Uh, I'm always shocked by how difficult the Beatles are to sing. Just across the board, I'm, I'm, I, I love the Beatles. I really, really do. I want to sing them at karaoke more. The only one I'm ever successful with is Ringo. Anything that Ringo sings, I can normally settle into pretty well. But if it's any of the other ones singing, like I will step into it thinking I can do this because the the fool you knew, like, like just look at like um. Hey Jude or something like that. It starts. That's very, exactly what I was thinking of. It sets at a very comfortable range. And then all of a sudden he goes wild song. If you're not doing those songs, mm-hmm. justice, like it's just not going to fly with the crowd. Uh, Eleanor Rigby's kind of the same way. Like there's all these songs in a catalog that are so, so like my personal favorite Beatles song is while my guitar gently weeps. I would love to be able to sing that at karaoke, but I won't try it because I've learned my lesson about the Beatles. Oh, you haven't even tried it before. No, okay. I've learned Adam, my lesson about the Beatles. I will say you can get through my guitar while my guitar gently weeps. Really? Because I think it, so. It, it, and the reason is, I mean, it, it's not like it's really like transversing scales or, or like doing anything too, too complex. And if you adjust it for your range, it'll probably be okay. I mean, if, if you I were you. You can't adjust it. For, we'll get into this discussion later, but you yeah. can't adjust it for your range because of the falsetto he slips into. Oh yeah, that's right. The falsetto. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, the do falsetto. That. You can't. You can't. No, you can't adjust the range need, like that. There's not. There's need, not a toying with it. You need to stick to like early Beatles, like garage rock stuff. Yeah, that's, I know. That's what you yeah. Can get away with. So for me, um, and Adam won't believe this because he wasn't there. Um, but again, my weakness is is high notes. I have a much deeper singing voice than I do a speaking voice. And there was one night, and I, I'm going to actually blame it on the alcohol because I drank a bit <laughs> that night. <laughs> But I got all the way through Music of the Night from Phantom of the Opera without fucking anything up. And I even hit a high note. And I'm just like, wow, how did I, how did I do that? I was shocked. I have not been able to replicate it. Like, You've tried even by, my, it's not even happening. by myself in the shower. I cannot hit any of those notes. And that night I just went for it and I, I, I did. And I'm like, no one's ever going to believe this. Nope. I don't believe it. No. <laughs> no, 100% oh. I don't believe it because it's uh, no, I don't believe that. Well, I, 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 I did not hit I, I, I did not hit the Michael Crawford high note. I hit the high note for the range I was singing it in. Oh, you hit the Gerard Butler high note. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up, though. Uh, Jess, you've been a delight to talk to today. Thank you so much for sharing all this advice. I think we, what you've been able to share and communicate is what a lot of people that maybe hasn't do karaoke are feeling. So being able to give that kind of insight and really share your experiences is, is something that's really invaluable to our listeners. And we, like, I sincerely appreciate it. Um, and I'll, I'm sure Ed does too. And I'll give him a chance to talk. Yes. Thank you so much for doing this. I was so excited when you're like, I love karaoke. I've never really done it. I've done it a little bit. <laughs> is there a space for me? Like, yes, absolutely. There is a space. for me. Everybody starts somewhere. And, and, and now we are happy to be a part of that beginning journey for you. And, and maybe we'll uh, check thanks. in. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. If we, if we keep this up for like a year or more, uh, maybe we'll have you back on after you've got some more, uh, karaoke experience under your oh, belt. Yeah. See where you've totally. gone. 
Yeah. Totally. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll totally bring you guys on my journey. That'd be great. One hundred percent. Once again, thank you so much, Jess. And uh, yeah. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us and listening to us talk about karaoke today. Like, it's amazing that any of you will put up with this, and I'm so, so very happy that you do. But if you would like more of us talking about karaoke or maybe tweeting cute pictures of adorable, adorable dogs, uh, make sure to go ahead and give us a follow at Sung Poorly on Twitter. Or if you have more questions about karaoke, you can always send them to sungpoorly at gmail.com. And most importantly, make sure you leave a review and subscribe at the podcast of your choice. I think we're at all of them. Get your puppy to subscribe, too, because puppies should be subscribed to our podcast. <laughs> We'd also like to thank a friend of the show, Ben Dumb, for the theme song, Gasoline. Make sure you check out his latest project, The Ben Dumb 3, on Spotify or other music platforms. I don't know what other music platforms are because I am old. There are other music platforms, I'm sure, and you should listen to Ben Dumb on all of them and then just play his songs on repeats. I think that helps him. I'm not quite sure how biometrics work, but you should do it, follow him, play it, and more than any, no, not more than Ben Dumb, do it equally. Ben Dumb equally. Make sure to tune in two weeks from now as we focus on the lighter, funnier side of karaoke and talk to a guy who's not only rocked the karaoke stage, but the stand-up comedy stage as well. Hmm, I'm interested. That, that, that's it. That's all. There is no more. So until next time, I'm Adam Wainwright. I'm Ed Kennard. And remember that singing off-key is still technically singing. Ugh.